Thanks for joining us today for the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Now, here's today's message. If you would take your Bibles and turn to John chapter number 16. John chapter number 16. And if you're able to tonight, would you please stand um, as we read the Word of God tonight? John chapter number 16. And we're going to look at one verse here in John chapter 16. Um, and it's a part of, of Jesus's final message to his disciples uh, before he goes to the cross. And uh, we find here a message of encouragement, of, of peace, and of hope uh, that Jesus gives toward his disciples. And it's also a message for us tonight in 2021 that we can take to heart and that we can use in our Christian lives. But it's uh, verse number 33 is what we're going to be looking at tonight. It's a famous verse, uh, a verse that we probably know. Some of us might even have memorized, um, but it's a very powerful verse. Uh, we find a, a statement here that is very powerful for a believer. And uh, so we're going to look at it and study it uh, tonight. John chapter 16, verse number 33, the Bible says this, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Verse number seven, or chapter 17, verse number one says this, these words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. Let's, we're gonna preach on the subject tonight be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Let's pray. Lord, we love you once again. We're so thankful for your word. God, we're so thankful that we find here some encouragement to uh, take and, and to apply to our Christian lives. Lord, we pray that you would just speak to us through your word and that you would be magnified, that you would be glorified, and that, uh, Lord, you would just fill me with your spirit. Help me tonight. In your precious name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Saying goodbye is always a difficult thing, isn't it? Um, I don't know if, if any of you have had to move from state to another state. You had to leave family, uh, people that were close to you. Uh, maybe you had to leave a, a church family that you just really drew close to those individuals within that church. It's a tough thing, isn't it? It's a tough thing to, to leave and to, to move on. And I've, I've had to do that several times in my life. And, and, and in those moments, there's there's tears, there's emotion, and, and a lot of times we don't really know the right things to say. You know, um, I know as, as a pastor, that's one of the hard things is to know the right things to say to people in those moments. And, and most of the time you just can't. You can't really say the right thing. And uh, it, it's a difficult thing for us in, 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 our, uh, in our flesh. But Jesus here is telling his disciples that he's about to go die. He's, this is his final message to his disciples before he goes to the cross. And, and I can only imagine how difficult this might be. We have to understand that these men that he's speaking to have lived with him for three years. I mean, they have done everything with Jesus. They've, they've uh, had meals with him. They've had deep discussions. I'm sure they've wept together. I'm sure that they've uh, uh, just have encouraged one another. They, they were there for each other. And Jesus, uh, God in the flesh, their leader, 
is saying, hey, I'm about to leave this world. I'm about to leave you. You're gonna be, uh, you're gonna be here without me. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to the Father. And, and it's a difficult situation, but Jesus, like always, he knows the right thing to say, doesn't he? He knows the right message to give to these individuals as, as he's about to part ways. And, and we find here this message uh, that Jesus gives, and, and it, it, he talks about a few things. And I wanna, I wanna talk about these things in, in verse number 33, in, in his final message that he, he, he gives to his disciples before he goes to the cross. Number one, it's a message of peace. Number one, we see that Jesus gives them a message of peace. Look at verse number 33. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. That in me ye might have peace. According to the Webster's Dictionary, peace is freedom from any strife or dissension. Freedom of the mind from annoyance. Uh, we can get an amen with that, any of you with kids, right? No. Free from, from annoyance, distraction, anxiety, and obsession. It means tranquility or serenity. You see, true peace of heart is unknown to a lot of people in the world today. They don't have it. They don't possess true peace. How do we know? Because each year there are thousands who, who end their own lives because they cannot find peace. Or, or there are those that spend billions of dollars on psychiatrists and psychologists and, 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 and medication and counselors and others spend their money on, on drugs and alcohol. And all of these things have a, a common denominator. And it is that people are desperately seeking to find peace and they can't find it. They can't find it. Peace is unknown to a lot of people in our world today. So how do we actually obtain this great peace? You see, if, if peace was wrapped up and, 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 and packaged and put on a shelf at your local store, can you imagine the line that there would be to, to obtain this peace? People would be lined up to obtain this peace in their life. But it's not as easy as, as getting it over the counter, right? Peace, obtaining peace is simple though, and it is through believing in Jesus Christ to be your Savior. Putting your faith in Him. True peace is only found in Christ. How do we know that? He shows us here in verse number 33 that in our text verse, he says, in me, in me, in me, you have peace. Jesus tells us that, hey, that peace is only going to be found in Christ. You will not find it anywhere else. He doesn't say here, listen, you live your life and, and you, you just, you grind it out and you get as much money as you possibly can. And the more money that you have, the more peace you'll have. Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't say, hey, you go out and become famous. You, you make sure that you people know who you are. And the more people who know you, the more peace you're going to have. Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't say, hey, you're going to find peace in friends because friends will fail you. You're not going to find peace in family because family will fail you. You're not going to find peace in material things. You're not going to find peace in pills or alcohol or a job. No, it is only through Jesus Christ. That's where we find peace. He says it is in me. And understand, you have to know him in order to have this peace. Amen? 
You have to know him in order to have this peace. How can we know him? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, amen? Listen, it is simply coming to the knowledge of, hey, you cannot save yourself and you need Jesus Christ and you need what he did for you on the cross and, and, and the gospel. You need to put your faith in him. That is how you obtain this peace. Listen, Jesus came to this earth to be born of a virgin, amen? And he came with one purpose and that was to seek and to save that which was lost. To seek and to save those who had no peace. That was his goal. That's why he came. The only way that, we, that he could do that was through his substitutionary death on the cross. It's the only way. Listen, he shed his perfect sinless blood to pay our sins. He was buried and on the third day, up from the grave he arose, amen? And because of what Jesus did for us, we can have peace. But you can't if you don't know him as your salvation. I'm preaching to a, to a Wednesday night crowd. I know that, but it's, it's, it's good to re, be reminded of that. Amen? That we can't have peace unless it is through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that we're all sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Right? As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. For the wages of sin is death. But I, I'm thankful that that verse doesn't stop there, right? but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a, I love this verse. One of my favorite verses in all the Bible, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us to give us peace. Listen, everyone has the opportunity to know him, amen? And have a personal relationship with him if you simply put your faith in his completed work to save you. Here's the wonderful thing. Once we have placed our faith on him, then he gives us peace. The Bible says in Romans 5.1, therefore being justified by faith. Raise your hand if you've been justified by faith. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified by our faith, we now have peace uh, with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And understand, it's not just any peace. It is peace that passeth all understanding. We can't even understand it. We can't fathom the peace of God that he gives to us. The Bible says, peace I leave with you. Uh, I'm sorry. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Church, Jesus is giving this, this encouragement to his disciples is that, hey, you can have peace on this earth but it's only found in me. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live my Christian life continually with my mind filled with anxiety, with fear, with depression. And it, it's very easy for that to happen if we're not careful. But I don't want that. And I don't think you want that either in your Christian life. But, but understand that, that our heart is kept by the peace of God. His peace is available to me when my mind is stayed on Him. That's what the Bible tells us. Listen, you're going to have peace when your mind is stayed on Him, on who He is, on what He did for you, on what you have to look forward to. Amen? 
When your mind is stayed on him, that is when we have this peace in our life. Listen, we have believed, we have been justified by faith, and we can truly say today that we have peace, the peace of God that only comes from him. Listen, it's nothing that that I can give to others. Don't you wish you could give peace to others? You can't, but Jesus can. It is only through him that we have peace. And he says, in me, you will have peace. I love John, just a couple of chapters back in chapter 14, verse 27. He says, peace, I leave with you. What a wonderful promise. Peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. But then he goes on to say, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And Jesus is telling you that same thing here tonight, that, hey, he gives us peace, not the peace that the world can give, but the peace that only he can give. So don't be afraid, right? Don't fear. Don't be filled with anxiety in your life continually. Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. In this final message, he starts it off with a wonderful truth of peace. But then we find that he, he kind of changes direction. He says, in me, you're going to have peace. But the second word I want us to look at is tribulation. Tribulation. Look at verse number 33. He says, these things I have spoken unto you that in me, you might have peace. Period, right? That's it. I love how, he, how, how there's a period there in the, in the passage, in the scriptures that we have. You're going to have peace. In the world, you have tribulation. Now he says, he makes it very clear at first that in him is peace. But he's also letting them to not expect peace from the world. He says, I want you to know there is peace in me, but you're not going to find it in the world. There is going to be tribulation. He actually says there will be tribulation. Listen, it's comforting to know that we can have peace, the peace of God in the midst of our tribulation. We can have his peace when we go through difficult times in our lives. Listen, we find in this message from Jesus that yes, there will be tribulation, but you understand here in the way that this is laid out, he surrounds tribulation with peace and with hope, right? So in our lives, we know that yes, we're going to go through tribulation, but with Christ and through Christ, we are surrounded with peace and with hope to get through that tribulation or that trial in our life. Now, we understand that we cannot find true peace in the things of this world, right? We got that. We know that. I looked it up. In 2020, almost 45,000 people in the United States of America took their own lives. 45,000 people in the year, just year 2020, took their own lives because why? They were searching for peace and they couldn't find it in the things of the world. We we hear about it time and time and time again of someone who is wealthy, of someone who is famous, of someone that might have everything that this world can offer that is taking their own life. Why? Because they cannot find peace. But I believe here in this context, we, 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 we understand that you can't find peace in the world. But in this context of this passage of scripture, I believe Christ is telling his disciples that, hey, you are going to face tribulation in the world as believers. He's giving them a heads up. He's giving them, hey, some some information here. 
that you're going to have tribulation in your life. People are going to persecute you. People are going to mock you. People are going to despise you. Why? It's not because they hate you. It's because they hate the one you follow. Jesus tells us. He says in Matthew 10, 22, and ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Why are people going to hate you? Why are people going to despise you? Because you follow Christ. They don't like, listen, the world doesn't like the name Jesus. We see that all the time, right? They're trying to take Jesus out of everything, out of schools, out of prayer. They're trying to take the name of Jesus out. Why? Because they despise the name of Jesus. They don't like what Jesus stood for. We don't, they, don't, they don't like to hear his name. Listen, the world doesn't like those who, who profess the name of Jesus Christ are, are being killed today because of Jesus, because of his name, right? For his name's sake, they are suffering tribulation. I, I just read not too long ago, there was a 12-year-old girl in the Middle East and she would not recant her faith. She was caught with, I don't believe, I don't remember what it was, but I believe it was a, some scripture she was caught with and she was asked, do you, do you believe in Jesus? Do you, do you proclaim the name of Jesus Christ? And she said, yes, I do. And I'm saved. And she would not recant her, her faith. 12 years old. And they burned her at the stake in the Middle East. This happened not too long ago. 12 years old. And this young girl, 12 years old, she looked at her mom before she was lit in flames and she said, I want you, mom, to forgive them. Wow. That's only, that's, that's only the mercy of God and the peace of God in that situation. But listen, we, we, we must understand that there will be tribulation in our lives. Church, we have to understand that sometimes we're going to have to go through tough times in the Christian life. I'm thankful that I live in America. As, as bad as, you, as people might think that it is, America, listen, we have it made compared to a lot of countries in this world. We have it made. But there might come a time in America where, where, where we will be persecuted for our faith. We must understand that that, is, that can come and that we will have tribulation here in this Christian life. Don't expect to get peace from the things of this world. Don't expect to get peace from the people of, the, of this lost world today. You will not find it in the world. You will not find it in lost people. Listen, I'd be lying if I, if I stood up here today and said that Christian, the Christian life is all about rainbows and butterflies. That everything's going to be made. That you're going to prosper in this life if you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And there are people that are preaching that in the world. And what are they doing? They're lying. They're lying to people. Because that is not the Christian life here on this earth. There will be persecution. There will be tribulation. He says it here in his final message to his disciples. In the world, ye shall have tribulation. But then we see that he, fin he finishes his message with the third word, hope. He finishes, listen, peace, you will have peace in me. You can find peace in me, even though you're going to have tribulation in this world. 
And, and I'm not finished with that. I want to also tell you that I want to give you some hope. Verse number 33, let's finish it up. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer, Christian. In the midst of your tribulation, why? Because he has already won the victory. He's already won. I love how Christ ends this final message. He ends it with encouragement. He ends it with hope. The hope and encouragement that Christ gives them is but be of good cheer. Be of good courage, that word means. Have a good heart that that no matter what is happening, everything is going to be okay in the end because he has overcome the world. Listen, in the midst of the tribulations of this world, it is the duty of Christ's disciples to be of good cheer in the midst of tribulation. To be of good cheer. Listen, to keep up our delight in God no matter what is happening. To keep our hope in God no matter what is threatening us in our country. Always being cheerful. Paul, understand, Paul went through more than what we will ever go through in our life. Paul went through more than we will ever go through in our lives when it comes to tribulation. And I want to give you two verses that he, he gives. In, in, first, in 2 Corinthians 6.10, he says this, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. He says, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. He says, listen, even though I might be going through a difficult time and I have sorrow in my heart, I can still rejoice because Jesus has overcome the world. I might have poor, I might be poor. I might not have much in this life here on this earth, but hey, I am rich in Christ. He says, I might not possess everything, uh, but he says, I might not have anything, but I possess all things in Christ Jesus. Amen. He knew that he had hope in Christ, being cheerful and even tribulation. He said in Romans 5, 3, he says, and not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Now just sit here and think the tribulations that Paul went through. Are you thinking of them? Shipwrecked, beaten, imprisoned. He went through all of that and he says, in my tribulation, I will glory. I will glory in my tribulations. Why? Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Paul knew what tribulation was, but he took this part of, of, of the Christian life to his heart that we have hope in Christ because he's overcome the world. Listen, that's why Christ can give these disciples hope because he knew that he overcame death for them. He knew that he overcame the world. Let me say this. This is I like this. Christ's victory is a Christian's triumph. Amen? Christ's victory is a Christian's triumph. We can triumph today because of what Christ did for us. We have hope today because he went to the cross and he shed his perfect sinless blood. We have hope today that not did he only die for us, but he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he rose from the grave, giving us life, eternal life. And we have taken encouragement in that today. Listen, if we don't take encouragement in that today, then 
then understand there's something wrong in our life. Listen, understand that Jesus overcame the sin of the world when he placed it all upon himself on the cross. He endured the cross, despising it and the shame of it. He overcame the children of this world for those by those who believed in the gospel, making them the children of God. Listen, he overcame the prince of this world, which is Satan, as he crushed his head when he rose from the grave. Listen, never was there such a conqueror of the world as Christ was, and never will there ever be. And we ought to be encouraged by that tonight, church. I was expecting more amens on that. I even have amen written here. In my, no, I don't. Church, take hope in that. That he has overcome the world for you and for me. And that in him, we have hope. Listen, there is no need. There is no need for a true believer to be a Debbie Downer. Why? Because he has overcome the world. There's no need for a true believer to walk around with a frown on their face, pouting, complaining all the time about woe is me or how awful this life is. Why? There should be no need for us to do that. Why? Because he has overcome the world. And if you're saved today, you are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. You can overcome those things in your life because Christ is in you. Listen, there is no need. Be of good cheer, Jesus tells us. Be of good cheer. We're going to have tribulation, yes, but I love how Jesus sandwiches that tribulation with peace and with hope. You have peace and you have hope because he's overcome the world. 1 John 5, 4 says this, for whatsoever is born of God. Are you born of God today? Are you born again? For what does he say? For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. Overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Because Christ overcame the world, believers have nothing to do but pursue a life of victory. And how do we do that? By faith, the Bible tells us. By faith. I love that verse. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. We're not more than conquerors through our own strength. We're not more than conquerors through our own wisdom, but through him, the one who loved us. What a final message that Jesus has for his disciples. He tells them, listen, in me, you have peace. Church, remember that. Remember that in him, you have peace. And it's the peace that passeth all understanding. That's the type of peace that he gives. That's the kind of peace that is found in him. And if you don't have true peace or are searching for it, you will only find it in him. He tells them that, hey, there's going to be tribulation. You're going to go through some difficult things. You're going to face some persecution. You're going to face those who mock you, who despise you, not because of who you are, but because you are a follower of me. But listen, 
be of good cheer. Be of good cheer because I have overcome the world for you. That's what Jesus tells his disciples. And you see the same message that he gave his disciples in the book of John is the same message that he gives the disciples at Fellowship Baptist Church. Those of you that are saved, those of you who have accepted him as your personal savior tonight, he gives that same message and let us commit as a church family, as individuals to live in victory through Jesus Christ, to live in victory through him because why? He has overcome the world and we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Listen, church, if you're saved today, if you know him as your personal savior, I have Jesus has one thing to tell you. Be of good cheer. Because he has overcome the world. The church, would we take this, would we apply it to our lives as we go throughout this week, knowing that we can find peace in him, that we have peace in him in the midst of our tribulation, and we also have hope because he has overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Fellowship Baptist Church. Come visit us at 2501 Michigan Avenue, Panama City, Florida. For more information or to donate to this ministry, visit fbcpanamacity.com. Have a great week.